So I was talking with Nicholas, uh, and it turns out that Nicholas says he cannot drive a golf ball, but he can, in fact, drive a a golf cart like a uh, a bad mamma jamma. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can drive a golf cart real well. <clears throat> I gotta get people out of my way though, because I drive kind of fast. <laughs> and and is there any call that you would make across the greens? Oh yeah, you can hear me coming. Yeah, you, you yeah. want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's good that's good but you have to you know it's the good thing is is the golf carts are quiet enough so it's just it's just kind of this ominous yeah ominous booyah, booyah, booyah. well i need a, <laughs> it's slowly getting closer as it's getting louder yeah <laughs> it, it amplifies my booyah, booyah, booyah. <laughs> welcome we to man fully strange uh, things we really do I we have some it. tangents um welcome to man fully alive podcast uh man fully alive comes from the well-known quote from St. Irenaeus that says, the glory of God is manfully alive. Well, in order to experience the glory of God, we, we must, must become men fully alive. And so uh, the only man who historically has ever been fully alive was our, our Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus, he walked on the earth. Yeah, the man, Jesus. The man. Christ. Um, so I guess it's one of those things, how do you get to know your friends? It's usually by conversing with them, by spending time with them and growing in, with them and uh, Christ left his words and his wishes for us and really instructions of how to become these men in the Gospels. And so getting to know the Lord in this way allows us to become these men fully alive. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let us begin in a, uh, you want to kick us off in a prayer? Yeah, let's do that. All right. <clears throat> in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for um, your word that you share with us today as we continue uh, to learn from your sixth chapter of, of the Gospel of John, you share with us your greatest gift as you tell us that you are the bread of life. Help us to understand what that means and how important that is to our life, how relevant you are, and how you feed us with finest wheat, which is your very self. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. the Son, Holy Spirit. That's a beautiful reading, and the the things we want to be aware of, obviously, uh, is is where we came from, right? Where wh- what did we come from? And in last week's challenge, we were talking about just kind of getting off dead center to grow closer to the Lord. And sometimes, you know, this is this is the the most difficult thing to hear for us as sinners. But oftentimes, our sin can be the compunction or the active moment that brings us closer to the Lord. Because when we have to seek that forgiveness that only comes from the Father, it is a it, it is such a beautiful opportunity for really us to have just that peace of mind that goes beyond all understanding, right? That that peace that Christ can only offer. And so I think that prayer was beautiful to kind of set up that reflection on that challenge of you know, what were the steps we were taking to actually grow in relationship with our God? It could have been something small as come Holy Spirit. It could have been something big. So Nicholas, what was your, uh, I, I th- actually, you, I think you had an experience. I did. I, I had a great trip this past weekend. I went to uh, <clears throat> a Steubenville Youth Conference, which was amazing. And so I got to spend the weekend with like 3,000 of my closest teenage friends. <laughs> and uh it included everything from guest speakers and awesome tops, uh, uh, talks on awesome topics. And, um, 
you know, praise and worship. And of course, it sort of culminated both with uh, Eucharistic adoration on Saturday night and a huge mass with uh, the Bishop of the Diocese on, on Sunday morning. So, I mean, it was just a, a spiritually packed, um, awesome event to, to give all the teens and, he, and even us crazy chaperones the opportunity to uh, to praise the Lord, to feel His Holy Spirit, and to ponder uh, His love for us in our lives. So, yeah, it was a powerful weekend. It was awesome. That's That's the hardest thing, I think, especially when you come back from those types of events. Because you had a mountaintop, right? You had yeah. a you had a very you you were on a peak w- within your spirituality, especially when you. I, I know they just do a phenomenal job with uh, Eucharistic adoration down there, yeah. and there's beautiful music. They get some of the best uh, Christian artists and Catholic artists down there to just play music while they process the Lord's body that we're going to talk about today in in the gospel. Yeah, and. Yeah where Christ left us, right? His body. And so, uh, nice work. Nice work. That's a, <laughs> I can't take too much credit. You know, the parish signed me up. They're like, Oh, Deacon, it'd be great. You can go be a chaperone. I was like, okay. Absolutely. Be <laughs> no problem. You're paying. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I would say I'm, I, I was on the, the other side of that. Thus my, my reflection. I, you know, I had a, I, I struggled with some old sins, some sins that I thought that I'd put fully in the past. But the beauty of of sin is you always have the opportunity to go to confession, right, and to seek that forgiveness of God. And so, uh, you know, it's just the beauty of seeking forgiveness and realizing that no matter how far along you are in your spiritual journey, you know, if you're like me, where you're just you maybe you just feel like you're starting out constantly. Um, you know, the, the, the beauty is it's never, it's never too late to start again um, yeah. at any point in your life. No matter how far gone you are, Christ's love and Christ's forgiveness for us is infinite. He can take whatever weight we are carrying and yeah. he can make it beautiful, right? Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's the power of the cross, right? The most heinous, disgusting act against God in all of history. The crucifixion ends up being our salvation and the most beautiful, loving act in the world, you know? Jesus's loving, merciful arms are very strong and very broad and carries us through, uh, catches us, holds us, and brings us back to life. So Yeah, Jesus Christ, the original gun show. Um, <laughs> Amen well, to that. Let's, let's just go ahead and get right into the gospel. Um, you mind if I read? Yeah, go for it. A reading from the Gospel of John. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, the Father, God has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? 
Our ancestors ate man in the desert, as it was written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you. It was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That's it's, a, it's a powerful one. Yes, it is. It is. Well, and it's and it's just sort of teeing us up, right? It's just getting us ready. We're getting into the heart of the matter. Um, it's awesome, you know. Just in terms of placing this gospel, giving us an overview of the sixth chapter of uh, of the Gospel of John. Last week we had the feeding of the five thousand, at least five thousand men, probably much more in terms of actual numbers of people. Um, and then we're going to skip over a small little story uh, from last week to this week. There's a short story of Jesus walking on water and meeting his, uh, his apostles in the boat. And then they land on the other shore, and the people are meeting them there. And that's where this gospel starts. And so the people are, are like, oh, Jesus, how, how'd you get here? Because they don't realize he just you know, totally walked on water because he's the boss, right? Yeah, I just walked across the water. Yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah. And then I joined my, my bros in the boat, so here I am. Um, and, and he says, you came looking for me because you're looking for signs, right? You, I fed you, I fed the 5,000 on the other side, and now you've run over here to come and meet me again because you're hungry. And that's just looking for signs. You're not looking for relationship. And so he's, he's sort of saying, look at, you know, this, this is not true faith. You're just following your stomach. You're not following your faith or your heart or love or anything like that. He says, do not seek out food that is perishable. Seek out eternal food. Yeah. And they're kind of taken aback by that. Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, and I, I mean, just, just in current time and, and even in my own life, there's been times where I have pursued the Lord to, tr to try and quench loneliness, right? Oh, yeah. To quench these, these passing feelings that, that human beings constantly suffer with. Lord, I'm, I'm afraid. Be with me. Lord, I'm... And I don't think those are bad times to pursue the Lord by any means. But, no, no, that's good. But those are the foods that perish, right? I'm, I'm not looking for you to come to me so you won't be lonely anymore, Christ is saying. I want you to be whole. I want you to be complete as I am complete by uniting yourself with me. That's a really good point. You know, when we look at the lives of the saints, they, everybody starts their journey in the spiritual life, seeking God because of the things that they need. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, what we need is healing and forgiveness of our sin. Uh, but beyond that, we need strength, guidance, peace, security, all these things. Um, in the end, though, when we look at the lives of the great saints, what we find is that God purifies their, not only their emotions, but even their desires. So that in the end, the only thing that, that they desire is God himself, not because of what he can do, but because of who he is. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm not there yet. You know, I still turn to God and I'm like, oh God, you know, hey, it'd be cool to win the lottery. I mean, you know, yeah. not really, but yeah. sometimes, you know, or, or God, you know, I am feeling lonely or tired or stressed out, or I really need this thing at work to work out. So please make it happen. You know, I, I turn to him in my need, which like you say, isn't a bad thing. 
But over time, God wants us to purify our desires to be just for him. Yeah. Just because he's so good and so loving. He doesn't want us turning to him only in these selfish moments where it's just, I need this, I need this quick solve, Lord. You know, he's like, I'm not a genie. Right. I'm, I'm your loving father. And I, I want to have relationship with you so that you can come and be the fullness of the person that I created you to be. And that's where this eternal food comes in. You know, the, the food that perishes will not carry us there, but this eternal food in this, uh, in this moment is, is what he's, what he's leading them towards. Right. He said, right. I, I nourished you before, but you're hungry again mm-hmm. because the nourishment that you're looking for is not the food that you think you need. Right. Right. And in fact, now might be a really good time to just kind of remind people we, we don't just come to the Lord in supplication, in, our, in petition, in our need. Uh, I like the little uh, acronym uh, ACTS, A-C-T-S, which stands for first adoration, adoring our Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then C is contrition, uh, being sorry for our sins. And then thanksgiving, giving thanks to the Lord for all that he has done uh, in our lives. And then S is supplication or petition for the things we need or the things we need for our neighbors. And so... Uh, if we remember that we pray to the Lord in all four of those areas, then we won't be as tempted to just focus on the one. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we, I, 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 I'm guilty of this. And I just think so many times when I come to the Lord, it is to solve something, right? Oh yeah. As opposed to just adoring the relationship, you know, the way, the way you would, uh, you know, adore the, your bride on your wedding day, right? The way you would uh, ask for forgiveness for uh, doing wrong to a, a close friend, you know, yeah, and and treating Christ with that relationship that that both you and He are desiring equally, yeah, right. Well, no, He He wants to be with us more than we want to be with Him <laughs> because we are flawed human beings. Yeah, He's He's pure love. Yeah, He wants us He wants us badly. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, what's fascinating about this story, too, is he says, you guys are just looking for signs, but you should look for eternal food. And immediately they fall into the exact same trap by their very next question. They're like, okay, well, what sign can you show us uh, to to prove to us that you have eternal food? Yeah. It's like, wait, you're still looking for signs. Like, what yeah. are you talking about, people? Come on. I just, um, I just, we, we, I just covered that. Yeah, I just, didn't I, I, didn't I just say that? I literally just said that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're having a hard time. They're having doubt. They're having, you know. Uh, double trouble with their desire for signs. And so they start talking about the signs that the Lord had worked in the past. And they talk about Moses and the manna in the desert, Uh, which manna, actually, this is one of my favorite little play on words. The word manna means, what is it? So I can just imagine the story, you know, they're out in the desert and they have all these little snowflake looking things that almost look like little, little, do it's like dew on the grass, but it, you pick it up and it's kind of like bread, light, right? Light, fluffy, light, fluffy, yeah. like flakes or something yeah. like that, right? And so they're they're asking themselves, well, what is it? But the word that they're using for what it is, manna. They say, manna. What is it, manna? What is it? So it's like a Abbott and Costello routine, you know, who's on first <laughs> or something. Well, what is it? I don't know. It's what manna. Is it? It's manna. What is it? Yeah, manna. What is it? Manna. 
Exactly. So manna? <laughs> and you're like, what is it? <laughs> Precisely. So, you know, what is manna? It is, what is it? It's That's like the it most is. frustrating response, <clears throat> even yeah. more so when, you know, it reminds me, I work with a guy who always says, it is what it is. It is and, what it is. And it just drives me bonkers because I'm like, no, it's what it, it's what we make it, you know? <laughs> and uh, Or the teenager that can ask the eternal why. <clears throat> why? Well, well, why? Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> So they give him this example, right? (laughs) They have this example of the man in the desert. And he says, look, you know, Moses didn't give you uh, the bread. Your heavenly father did. And the heavenly father that I am going to give you will last for eternal life. And they're perplexed. The heavenly food. The heavenly food, right, that I'm going to give you. Uh, uh, And so they're just perplexed. They're like, what is this? What are you talking about? And then he, he just gives them this kaplow. Like, he's like, I am the bread of life. And whoever eats of this bread will never hunger, and whoever has faith will never thirst. And they're like, what? You know, we're just in the middle of where Jesus is starting to explain this to him. But this is the big reveal, right? This is, like, I am not a normal person. Don't you understand? My name is Jesus, and I am the bread of life. And I know you don't know what that means, but I'm going to explain it to you. Yeah. And that's why we as Catholics sitting in the pews, listening to the gospel, especially over the next three or four weeks where we're covering uh, the sixth chapter, we're going to see Jesus unpack this for us. And we're going to see the way in which his loving care is all about giving himself to his people, not to feed them, <clears throat> not to feed them with food, but to feed their soul with himself. Jesus cares for us so much that even upon his death on the cross, he didn't desire to leave us, but to remain with us. And this is the way in which he's going to do it. Even more so, he he paints this analogy through so many of the points at which he shares with his teachings and with his discourse with the apostles and the disciples. And and really, it's it's just, it's very, very poignant to just look at the fact he will often say, I am the sheep, right? I am the lamb. I am the Passover lamb. Yeah, the and, shepherd. Yeah. and at Passover, the lamb is sacrificed and you eat of its flesh, right? Yeah. So if those of us not from a Jewish tradition, the Passover lamb is what is eaten at Passover. Right. And uh, the blood of the Passover lamb is uh, put over the doorposts uh, so that the angel of death to symbolize uh, the final, final plague, right? Or the final of the yeah, it was it was it was a, a way to defend themselves from the final plague, so that the firstborn would not die, which is yeah. what happened to the Egyptians during the original Passover. Right? Yeah, and so the 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 image Christ continues to use is referring to himself as the food. So this is not just some sort of passing symbol. He's saying, "I am the food. I am the food. Yeah. Not I'm gonna." make some food for you and you know, it's going to be really good. Yeah. And the eternal food, right? Eternal food that will make it so you will never hunger and never thirst again. I mean, imagine being a first century Jew and hearing this and you're like, dude, there's poverty everywhere. If you have food like this, why haven't you shared it already? Like, yeah, bring it forth. And then they say that, like, produce it. Yeah. Give this bread to us. Always. They say there's just, give us this bread. always. Always. Exactly. Yeah. Sir, give us this bread. Always. Not like, can we have some? Right. It's give us this bread always. Yes. Yes. Like, like this is a land that suffers. And I mean, it's, it's, it's poor and it's, it's an ancient society where 
daily survival is a struggle. So yeah. infinite food is more than just intriguing. It's, it's like the key to life. I mean, I'm sure they heard eternal food where you will never hunger and never thirst again. And they thought, oh my gosh, this is, you know, like the fountain of youth. Like mm-hmm. this, this will allow us to live forever. We won't have people dying of starvation anymore. This is yeah. amazing. The teacher has told us he has food that will last forever. Yeah. Uh, right? So seek him. Let's so, go get yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, give us this bread always. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, can bread always. Yeah. I'm going to go to the store and be like, do you have any bread always? Always. For always. me? Yeah. Because <laughs> I hope it just reproduces all the time. Um, is there any other points here that we just need to be aware of or, or cognizant of? Because that tie into Moses, I think, is a big deal. Um, go for it. Yeah. It's, it's, I, you said it better at the beginning when we were talking about this, but it's really just saying that Moses was not the source, right? That, right. that Moses being a prophet, right? But who actually was, was Jesus a prophet? No, Jesus was the fulfillment of all the prophets. Right. John the Baptist was the final prophet. So yeah. he's saying, you know, you talked about the works that Moses did before your eyes, but Moses didn't do those signs. This was God. Moses was just the instrument by which these things occurred. That's right. That's right. And if you think about it to a certain extent, we receive the Eucharist from the priest, but it is not the priest who's actually giving it. It is Christ himself when the priest is acting in persona Christi, which means in the person of Christ. So it is Christ himself who prays to the Father to send the Holy Spirit that transubstantiates or transforms the substance of bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And believe me, we're going to hit that again in the next couple of weeks because here it comes. I mean, yeah. the, the great teaching of the body and blood is is upon us. It's a lot to unpack. So uh, yes. this is, you know, pun the food phrases, but this is the appetizer. Yeah, um, true. For the next couple of readings, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as far as a challenge that we need to be kind of cognizant of here, for, for for our Catholic listeners, uh, the challenge should be to get to Mass and, and get yeah. to receive th- the Holy Eucharist in communion, right? Yeah. Go, well, participate. And, and of course, I mean, we're obligated to in terms of going to, to, to Sunday. And, and obligation not in a negative sense, but obligation in the fact that, I mean, our souls need it, so we need to go on Sunday. Yeah. But how wonderful would it be if we could avail ourselves of that sacrament sometime during the week? If you can go sometime Monday through Saturday as well, all the better, all the better to receive our Lord um, and as the bread of life and allow him to feed your soul. That's yeah. awesome. Allow that hunger to drive you because obviously this is uh, both both a physical need and a spiritual need for, for, for us as humans. But uh, for our Christian brothers and sisters, uh, pursue the Lord in the same exact way, right? This is, this is the bread of life. Christ is the bread of life. And so uh, maybe even crack open a, a, a catechism and, and ask, why, why do Catholics believe that this is the true body and the true blood? And pursue truth. Pursue truth in every reading that you do, okay? Don't, not, my, not thy will, but, but, excuse me, not my will, but thy will be done, right? Certainly. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how the Lord is so generous whenever we ask him simply to reveal himself to us. Yeah. If we're simply open to uh, <clears throat> having him be the one who instructs our hearts and to guide us towards himself. Absolutely. Um, because if we are hungry, he will feed us. Absolutely. I think we, uh, I think we covered that pretty well. So the, I guess the, the final 
thing would be to close in a prayer. Let's pray it up. That's awesome. All right. All right. Oh, you want to do it? You sure. Do it? I'll do it. All okay, right. go ahead. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Dwell with us. Just open open up the stubbornness and crack the shell of our hardened hearts and, and just create enough of an opening in, in our consciousness so that the Lord and, and you, Holy Spirit, can dwell and enter and bring about truth, understanding, and wisdom within our life. Allow the, the words of this gospel f- to bring fruit to our souls and for the seeds of, of, of wisdom from the gospels to dwell within us and to bring new life to our bodies and, and new life to the interactions with all those people that we come across. Help us to be the men that we are called to be, swole with holiness, just complete in our, our pursuit of you, Lord, complete in our pursuit of you at every waking hour. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. For men. St. Irenaeus. Yeah. Pray for us. Yeah, St. Irenaeus, pray for us. For Man Fully Live podcast, I'm Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Have a great week.